Hello. And welcome to Cast, Season 2. It's very good to be back. Welcome back to me. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to us all, really. Now, I know it's only been a month or so. I have very much missed. I have very much missed. Cool. It's only been a month. (laughs) Three sentences in, and I've already screwed up a word. I was going to say, it's only been a month. So I feel like I wouldn't be rusty or out of practice. Seems like I just completely disproved my own point. Fantastic. Wanted to start strong. Strong in my heart, not in the lips. What is that warm up that everybody does? The tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth. The tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth. Tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth. Anyway, I thought I would kick off season two with a special treat for you, either for listening for the first time or for coming back for season two. And that special treat is this episode of Calvin Cast, Season 2, Episode 1, is being filmed. You can watch this video on YouTube. You can see my face while I'm talking words to you. And this is very strange because as I am saying these words, I'm looking into a camera. So if you're watching on YouTube already, you're watching me telling you I can, you can watch me. It's very, this is, this is strange. I didn't think this bit out, but we're here anyway. Okay. Season two. Oh, you can, if you, if you don't know where my YouTube channel is, if you just YouTube the word cavern, it's there. And my face will come up with chill videos and content. Um, So hello. Season two is going to be chock full of more words, more chill, more vibes, more of all the good stuff, but there will be something new. This season is going to have some guests. I'm going to bring some people to hang out. I know of quite a few people whose vibe I think would be very welcome on Cavern Cast. And there's some people who I don't know that I would love to get on here as well. So, for someone who is bad at making plans, very bad at making plans, good at making vans, not good at making plans. I've done pretty well. I've made some plans 
for some of you, this might be the first opportunity you've got to see my van in which I record these episodes, or most of these episodes anyway. And um, I like it. I like the vibe. There's always something to do. There's always something to do on it. I fixed some leaks. That was good. Um, just about. Took a long time. Well. Anyway, it's good to be back. Um, for anyone who isn't aware of what Cavancast is and how Cavancast works, hello, I'm Cavan. This is my podcast. I just gestured to my van, but <laughs> this is my podcast. And how this podcast works is I use a random word generator to generate five random words each episode. And then I just talk about them. I talk about whatever comes to mind, anecdotal stories. Sometimes I get very confused about the origin of a word and want to know where it came from. And then I look it up <laughs> and then I talk about it and I read it. Wikipedia is a very good friend of mine. Um, that's pretty much what I do. So, I guess, without further ado, let's have the first word of Cavancast, Season 2. And that word is... Jewel. Jewel. The crown jewels is the first thing that popped into my head. It feels like quite like an obvious choice that that's the first thing that popped into my head. The crown jewels. What else? Actually, it makes me think of the scene in Johnny English where the crown jewels get stolen. <laughs> like the, he's like uh, presenting them and the... They've gotten stolen from behind the little barricade. And the thing comes up and he stood in front of them. So they're behind him, which is exactly how that would work. Um, and the, the veil is lifted up and everyone gasps and he's, and because they're gone. And he's like, I know, beautiful, aren't they? Absolutely outstanding. I don't know if I got the quote right, but, um, and they're just totally gone. That whole scene and that whole film is incredible. But okay, that's what I think of. That's what I think of when I think of crown jewels. And then later on, you have John Malkovich's Pascal Sauvage. Um, this, this is always in my head. He has the crown and he puts it on his head and he's like, because he's stolen it, and he's like, yes, no, maybe, and his <laughs> incredible French accent. But I have taken that, that yes, no, maybe, when I am very, being very indecisive about something, which is often, it's very often, actually. But yeah, like, yes, no, maybe, when he's trying the crown on. Cool story, bro. What else? Jewels. Jewel. The jewel. What's that thing? The jewel of the... The jewel of the... Jewel of the North? 
No, I'm thinking of King of the North. Jewel of the North East, Jewel of the East, Jewel of the South. What is it? What's that thing? Ah, the Jewel of the... The Jewel of the... Nile. Jewel of the Nile? What was that, a film? The Jewel of the Nile. What was it? Yeah, it was like a film with Michael Douglas, right? I'm gonna, yeah. This is half of Cavern Cast. So this one, <laughs> half of Cavern Cast is just me sitting and trying to figure out where I've heard stuff and where my mind is going. Because the wonderful thing about this is that. It, I think it's good for my brain, in a sense, doing this, because I, I firmly believe talking to yourself is healthy, because otherwise you've just got stuff running around in your brain all the time, and if you just talk it out, it may be very random and unspecified and unsorted and, you know, seemingly random, but I think it's very healthy just to have that sort of funnel for it to go out of. It's a very weird... It, you know, it results in some very weird moments for a, for a podcast, but, um, I think it's healthy for me and I'm doing stuff for me now, which is nice. It's great. You know, so we're good. We're good. Um, I can definitely see myself being like a mad collector of maybe not jewel, jewels and jewellery, but merchandise of some kind. And I'll tell you why. This relates to jewellery because when I was younger, I loved film. I still love film, but had a real penchant for it. And um, penchant is like pendant, penchant, pendant, pendants of jewellery. I'm just trying to link things up here. Some are strong, some are weak, and we just go with it. Um, 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 um. Yeah, so when I was younger, I had... That was my ankle. When I was younger, I had uh, the one ring from Lord of the Rings as a necklace. Yeah, the actual one. Yeah, not even a replica. The actual one, for sure, definitely. I wonder how many kids like think that they owned the actual one of something how many kids believe their parents when they were like this is it this is the one and they're like oh my god and they've like scribbled out like a certificate of authenticity that it's like the real thing <laughs> I reckon so um but weirdly, like, my one was silver. My one ring was silver. And I know in the film it's gold. But I really liked silver. So I just wanted to get it. I wanted to get it in silver for, for some reason. So, um... So I got it in silver. I also had, um... I think I've spoken about this before. My first... Um, eBay purchase ever. What was it? Was it the first one? So I, in my head, the, my first eBay purchase was one of the um, pieces of Aztec gold the, from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You know, the one with the pirate skull on it, the really cool necklace thing. Um, 
But then I think it was samurai swords. They were very close. They were very close in in um, buying time. But I thought the samurai swords were made of wood and uh, got in a lot of trouble. I was like 12. I was on eBay way too early. <sighs> um, no, never been a massive jewellery guy. Um, any jewellery I did have usually meant something to me. Just hit myself in the chin. Um, whether it was a ring or a, like a watch or I went through a massive stage, but in fact, pretty much the entirety of my teenage life, um, with festival wristbands. Um, I had so many, ended up spanning over, I think about 10 years until I lost the first one, I, I washed them, okay, I shampooed them, I washed them, I kept them clean. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, I had one on for, for, I think about 10 years, and it came off um, on the Mississippi River, of all places, I was like speedboating on the Mississippi River, and I was in like a dinghy, being pulled at the bottom, on the back of a speedboat a really high speed and I came out of the dinghy and like made real good friends with the water like really quickly and just whoosh. and um, as I climbed back onto the onto the dinghy I saw my wristband in the water just sink down and um, I know there's stories of like dolphins going down and whales going down and like picking up people's phones and stuff. But as far as I know, there's no whales or dolphins in the, or helpful critters in the Mississippi River, unfortunately. So that was that. And then I, I ended up, I still had a load left and I, I ended up cutting them all off um, for a photo shoot that I didn't even need to cut them off for because I ended up wearing a long sleeved, a long sleeve shirt. Do you remember ring pops as well? They were amazing. They were like rings that you put on had like a massive jewel on them but it was like a candy and you would just be like oh. and then you would just like have a great time it was so convenient and then inevitably you would forget it was on your hand and then you'd wave your hand and it would stick to something and you'd try and go for it again and it would have like a load of fluff and <laughs> dirt on it but um, yeah ring pops were great they were really good I wonder if they still do them. Let me know. Let me know if, if you know if they do. I could just Google it, but what's the fun in that? I want you to tell me. Um, and if they if they do, and you've never had one, you should you should go and get one. You should go and get one. What is next? Next is challenge. Challenge. Okay, let me give you my recent thoughts on challenge. 
I think over, over like the course of you know the last few years, I guess I've I've come to the realization after sort of research and experience, and you know a lot of this is based on my experience, which is all a lot of us really have to go on. I think challenging ourselves is what makes us happy. I think putting yourself through hardship, not like crazy, like extreme challenges and adversity, but even the little things, but just lots of little challenges. And for some people, including me, that can be getting out of bed in the morning. You know, it's, if you do it, if there's, if there's, um, opposition from yourself, from, from external forces as well, people or the world or whatever, but a lot of the time it's us opposing ourselves. If you can get over that and move through that, even in the smallest way, that sort of builds up your reputation with yourself, I think. And it sort of tells your brain, oh, we can do that. Oh, hey, look at that. I know this may sound really obvious to some people. It wasn't to me. The the, the concept kind of was, but in practice, it it was sort of, like the no pain, no gain thing. I attributed that to like just big things and not like, you know, do a small amount of exercise a day. Did you do it? Great. Did you do it consistently for a week? Great. Did you do a thousand push-ups? No, you didn't. But you did some exercise for like consistently for a week. And that's discipline. And discipline means, I was going to say discipline means you're disciplined, but discipline means you have that self-control and self-control is self-esteem and self-esteem is good and self-esteem is peace. Self-esteem is internal validation and internal validation is happiness and contentment through whatever comes. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. On a lighter note, do you remember the old YouTube challenges? All those challenges that YouTubers used to do? There was a few of them I did with friends and on my own. Um, I did the cinnamon challenge. I smashed the cinnamon challenge. I did the ghost chili challenge, which was very painful. I thought I was going to die. Um, then the bean boozle challenge where you eat like the Bertie Bots heavily, heavily, heavily flavor beans, every flavor beans. Um, there was the, oh, what else did I do? Let me think. 
Chubby Bunny. Chubby Bunny was the first one I did. Ever. <laughs> when I was like 15, 16. Man. Yeah, I did it with Maltesers as well. Um, chicken nuggets I need to do as well. Because I do like me some nugs. So I'll do the chicken nugget challenge at some point. Yeah. Okay. Next. Oh, yeah. I can't believe this word came up for season two, for episode one of season two. The word is fly. You can imagine my surprise if you have listened to episode one of season one. In episode one of season one, I was joined by a co-host that I swear is haunting me till this day. The spirit of this co-host lives on in this van and I don't think he's ever going to leave. Um, I was joined by a fly. First episode, I'd set everything up. Everything was nice. Everything was perfect, professional, good. Well, perfect. Um, <laughs> semi-professional and good to go. And then halfway through recording, suddenly, this fly just lands on my headphone. And no, no invite, no guest spot that was booked, made no appointment, no email, asking for a collab or anything like that, just extremely rude extremely rude and now that this word has turned up i'm convinced the universe is coming around so i when did i start cavern cast september 2021 and it's now coming up to summer 2022 and the flies are going to start coming back so i wouldn't be surprised if at some point that happens and they make a comeback but who knows let's have a party let's have a fly party a flarty let's have a flarty <laughs> I'm trying to think of other puns for flies love to be a fly on the wall at that party that was terrible um I've spoken before about um, how I want, not how I want, how I was definitely something that flew in a past life. Um, I'm kind of on board with the whole past life thing. I've had enough experience and seen enough stuff to make me go, yeah, probably. But, um, you know, regardless of what you believe, I would, like, anything I did in, anything I do in this life that is anywhere near flying so like being in a plane going on like a roller coaster um like jumping off of high things anything like that i have a, like a really big affinity with and i don't get it and i can't explain it i haven't been skydiving yet but i'm pretty sure when i do i'll get addicted to it so, 
we'll see what happens there. They're, oh, they're making waves with jetpacks now, aren't they? Not literal, like, waves. Well, no, they do have water ones. Um, but no, the... Um, I saw a couple of videos that were um, showing, like, the advancement of jetpack technology, and it's like, Iron Man is just around the corner, for sure. 100% Iron Man is just around the corner. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to do the whole, um, you know, when you get strapped to the top of a plane thing, and the plane, like, not like a massive, like, jet or like a commercial plane, but one of the old, like, winged propeller planes. They strap you to the top of it, and you just stood up, and you're like, wow. That's what I want to do. I want to do that. All right, flies had its moment now. Let's move on. <laughs> Soft. 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 It's pretty onomatopoeic, isn't it? Um, is it? Is it onomatopoeic, or do we just associate it so it's onomatopoeic? Soft. No, it's onomatopoeic. How many times am I going to say onomatopoeic? Onomatopoeic, 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 onomatopoeic. Four more times. Um, what are soft things? Dogs, obviously. First thing that comes to mind. Cats. Well, I was going to say balloons. Balloons aren't soft. Animals in general. Balloon animals. Not balloon animals. Animals in general. This is one of those times when, when my mind just goes, Here's, let's put these two things together. Here you go. Here's something to say. Okay. Candy floss. Candy floss is soft. Um... What else is soft? Pillows. Marshmallows. Mashed potato. Ma do you say mashed potato or mashed potato? Which one do you say? Clouds. I refuse to believe clouds aren't softable, soft touchable. I saw a guy um, on TikTok that had like it was like film filming out of his like massively skyscraper department and um he was like look i can touch the clouds like right outside of his window and i was like well fake news these are the same type of people that say the earth is flat I swear so if you ever see that no it's fake because you can definitely walk on clouds definitely can walk on clouds mm-hmm mm-hmm what about some <laughs> soft things that you definitely shouldn't touch? Forbidden soft. <laughs> like tigers and bears. And lions. Oh my. Swap around the order there. Um, yeah, lions and tigers and bears. Forbidden soft. Um, what else is forbidden soft? Jellyfish. Jellyfish are forbidden soft. Definitely. Um, 
Jellyfish look soft and squidgy, but <laughs> they like they will just kill you. Like that, that they are designed for it. Um, I love the fact that octopuses, octopi. I never got. I thought it was octopi, but I think it's octopuses. That's what because it came. That was a word in season one. Go listen to season one. They are waiting for you to listen to them promotional there we go um uh spittle speaking of promotional though you can get um a load of bonus episodes on my patreon for a very 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 good price uh so go have a look patreon dot com forward slash Kevin Kingston. You just subscribe for a little bit a month and you get access to a load of stuff. So go check it out. Yay. Octopuses and octopi. I'm gonna keep saying octopi. Use mana wars, which are like these blue jellyfish that are pretty spicy. Um they literally use them as weapons. Like they have eight arms. But they still want to be strapped up. I'm not going to mess around with octopi. That's not on my to-do list, to be honest. Perspective is a weird thing, actually, when it comes to softness. Like, how am I going to put, how, how am I going to give this an example all right, so if someone, if hypothetically, if someone had only ever touched, like, something really soft in their life, like clouds, say someone who lived in the clouds, and they only touched, like, really soft stuff, okay, that person, if they then held somebody's hand, someone's hand would be really hard compared to a soft thing, they might have touched their own hands. Let's pretend they didn't have hands and they shook someone's hand with their, like, whatever they had. Tentacles. <laughs> That's how they had. The, it's a tentacle man living in the clouds. <laughs> oh, season two. Starting off strong. Um, if they then touched a human hand, they might go, oh, that's really hard compared to all my clowns that I've been... I'm doing pincers like a crab. They've been tentacling. But if you had, you know, someone who'd only touched hands, no, someone who had, like, touched only, what's, like, really weirdly hard? Like, not... Stale bread. Stale bread. Someone who's had a life of just living around stale bread. Or toast. Toast works too. Um, they And then they shook a hand. Then that hand would be really soft. That's a very, very, very long-winded and strange analogy for a point that you probably got right at the beginning before I even did anything. But you know what? You got it anyway. Shall we move on? Oh, we're in the last word. And um, I'm going to be honest. This, this 
sorry, I lied about this one. But it's for a really cool reason. So we're on season two, right? And it's getting warmer outside and I can feel the season changing because I'm outside a lot because I live in a van. So what I thought would be a cool idea, as season has a double meaning in this sense, we've got seasons of the world, of weather, and season, like a new season of Cast. I thought it would be a cool idea to end this first episode with a poem about each season of the year. Sound like a cool thing? Sounds like a cool thing. So I have pre-planned, I have gone and got a few poems. I've got one poem about each season that I really liked. And I'm going to read them. Because also a few of you guys said you um, would like me to do some poetry on this um, podcast. It's the word of the thing that I'm doing. Um, so I'm going to take in more of your suggestions and just try some crazy things because life's too short. Okay? Okay. Give me one second. We're going to start with winter. And this is Song of the Snowflakes by John Franklin Barr. Bear? Bear. From clouds overhead we gently fall to bring to earth a cover on meadows, hills and trees and roofs. We spread white blankets over. At evening first a few upon our downward journey started, but ere midnight ten million more had from the clouds departed. Throughout the night, till morning dawn, upon the air we floated, and when the dawn of day appeared, o'er everything we gloated. Then up arose the fierce north wind, and with a cruel laughter it blew us from our resting place, and many miles chased after. O'er hills and fields it carried us, then tossed us in a hollow, where we held fast, and many more upon our track did follow. Along there came a rumbling train, and swiftly plunged into us. It whistled, puffed, but soon found out it could never plough through us. Next morning dawned quite warm and clear. We saw old Sol look cunning, as if he meant to say to us, I soon will set you running. He then began to shed his heat. Then we all took to crying. He melted us to tears so fast, Like lard in cauldrons frying. Before the day was done, Each flake had melted and departed. To our surprise, we found That we were back to where we started. Cool, right? That's a cool one.
snow. Yeah. So these poems aren't specifically about the seasons, but it's something to do with um, the seasons that they're a part of. Some of them are. I mean, this next poem is Autumn, and it's, it's, it's called Autumn, and it's by Elwood Haynes Stokes. I walked in the silence of autumn, through solitude, sacred retreat, aside with the winds of November, where summer had bowed in defeat. Defeat, for her green leaves were faded. Defeat, for the bloom was in blight, and the balmy breath of her mornings had changed to the chill of the night. And yet, as I paused in the silence, sweet voices sighed soft through the air, and though death was stamped on the flowers, yet death was transcendently fair. I gathered the leaves which had fallen, their greenness and freshness were lost, yet dying they gained in the glory bestowed by the sunlight and frost. The tints of imperial purple, the crimson, the russet and brown, and gold like the fringe of the morning in beauty had woven a crown. And this, on the brow of November, flashed out in the light of the sun, till dying was grander than living, and death was a victory won. I saw in the silence of autumn and solitude's sacred retreat that death, while so cheerless to many, could blush into beauty complete could outglow the glory of living and blaze in the face of decay. November with touches of splendor, outblushing the blushes of May. And so I have seen in the human such lives as were grand to behold, like forests in frosts of November whose glory was crownings of gold. Sublime in the veil of the dying, as their songs triumphantly roll, the sweet hallelujahs of autumn breathed out as the joy of the soul. So the good, like leaves which are falling, are beautiful in their decay. The tintings which grandly adorn them are glints of eternity's day. They fall, but they fall in their beauty. In beauty's increase they arise. They bask in the noonday of heaven and glow in the glow of the skies. Hello, dog. I think that poem speaks for itself. I really like the message of it. I'm not going to go on about it. Because like I said, I think it speaks for itself. I'm quite grateful that... Um, uh, just literally before I started, there was a cow. It's like, it's very late when I'm recording this. And there was a cow. Out of nowhere, just... Like, 
sounded more like a cat, didn't it? I don't know how to move quietly. <laughs> Definitely didn't sound like that. Um, just going for it. I hope it's okay. Okay, this is After Drought by Lucy P. Scott. The summer days are slipping by. The warm and sunny days when robins call and we can hear the harsh cry of the jays. This year we've had a summer when the clouds have stayed away, when scorching, burning sunshine bright has lingered day by day. The earth was hard and thirsty. It's been dry so very long. The blazing sun shone down on us, still, fiery and strong. The dust lay over everything, the roadsides powdered grey. We watched for clouds to bring us rain, for weeks, day after day. Last night the rain came pouring down, it splashed and splashed all night. And now, out in the garden beds, the flowers are such a sight. The petals of the roses are all strewed up upon the ground. The broken branches and dead leaves are scattered all around. The gardener will be very glad. He wanted showers, so. We have to have both rain and sun to make the garden grow. See, that's a better... That's a better perspective example than my hard and soft cloud thing. Rain can be the most amazing thing and rain can be like, oh, it's raining. It's miserable. Nah, but it's all about how you look at it. It's all about how you look at it. And for the final poem, this is spring by Ebenezer Elliot. Again, the violet of our early days drinks beauteous azure from the golden sun and kindles into fragrance at his blaze. The streams rejoice that winter's work is done. Talk of tomorrow's cowslips as they run. Wild apple, thou art blushing into bloom. Thy leaves are coming, snowy blossomed thorn. Wake, buried lily, spirit, quit thy tomb, and thou shade-loving hyacinth be born. Then haste, sweet rose, sweet woodbine, him the morn, whose dewdrops shall illume with pearly light. Each grassy blade that thick embattled stands from sea to sea while daisies infinite uplift in praise their little glowing hands o'er every hill that under heaven expands that just had good words do you know what half of it was is i think it had the word azure in it and i remember asking uh, not getting as you're right or asking it was the first question I ever asked on this podcast and realised that no one could talk back to me and it was what is as you're 
and um, Azure and um, there's your little throwback to that so that'll do for episode one of season two of Cavern Cast um, if you're watching right now I'm waving to you if you're listening I'm waving but if you're watching you don't need to know that I'm waving gotta get used to that one gotta get used to that uh, thank you for listening it's very good to be back um, it's nice to be here again and uh, I will speak to you very soon take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I hope you feel a little bit more chill than when we first started. Speak to you in a bit.